Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Tuesday, June 8th, it is Stacking the Box. Julio Jones with a new address. Welcome to Tennessee. We are going to update our bet on Justin Fields as to when he gets on the field. We have actually come up with what the consequence will be when I win this bet as Fields is going to sit for, I think, at least half the season. And, uh, yeah, uh, where's Aaron Rodgers going to be as that saga continues? Looks like he's not yeah. planning on attending minicamp. Hello, Matt Verderam. What's up, my friend? I'm good. How are you, Carm? How are you? You know, we had, we had the pushers nanting back an hour. Today. You're out there doing God knows what. Were you even working or are you just taking a half day? I, I You will apologize profusely after I tell you I was in a meeting with uh, Special Olympics, which is a big partnership with Fansider right now. We're going to tell a bunch of amazing stories of uh, different Special Olympic athletes, and it's going to be sweet. We've done a bunch of this in the past uh, and have built a relationship there, so uh, I felt like that you would – accommodate my 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 well, i won't my, apologize my but I'm, I'm glad that you were putting in quality work the special <laughs> olympics is, is a very very important thing so i'm it, glad it, first of all proud of fanside and, and the special olympics partnering on that that's awesome uh and i look forward to seeing how that partnership you know kind of works itself out and what, what comes of it but yes i'm i i figured for sure this is going to be one of these calm like yeah you know i had to i had to run some errands or something or maybe you killed oh. the dog again Dog is the dog is, still alive? The, the dog is still alive. We're actually having some doggy drama today because I uh, that meeting I did not know about, and I was supposed to, after stacking the box, uh, my lunch hour was going to be uh, going to help load the, the crated dog or the dog's crate uh, into the car so it was going to make its way downtown. Uh, but that has not happened, so the, the Why wife is – is the dog headed downtown? Well, she's been in the suburbs because she got a parasite vertebrae, and we didn't want her on the grass uh, with regular dogs because then there's so so. Chelsea's mom's house, there are no other dogs there, so she could actually be on the grass, and we felt that this was better for the animal. So we made the bold move that Chelsea would stay you, at her mom's. 
Yeah. You could have had a child. It would have been less work than this. No, what no, not, happening? not, not in my, not in my home. I I promise you. I, oh I 100. Yeah. Yes. Uh, listen, it's, it's been a nightmare, but it's, it's going to get better and we're having a learning experience and we're all learning and growing and uh, hopefully better days are to come here, but we'll I, find I am, out. I am by no means trying to, to get, you know, way too personal on the podcast, but are, are you guys, is there any thought, do you ever want kids or do you not want kids at all? I've never well, asked we, that. We, we, the, yes to kids. Would okay. love to be a dad someday. I'm okay. only four. I'm only 47. I got okay. plenty of time. I think first of all, for the record, I yeah. think that's great. I think you'd be a great dad. I also cannot wait to, even when that happens, just watching that whole oh. thing play as you, I, just let, in, a, in a constant panic for the first yeah. like six months. I just but let's hope. just let's just hope that I'll have a little bit more money in the pocket by then. The, the the career will be zooming and and we can afford to have some extra help at home who can become my best friend and, and coach. And I still obviously want to be very active in the parenting, but I could use just a, a little extra support around for my own neuroses, which uh is bound to pop up every now and then. And then there's, uh, of course, the other side of the marriage equation. But we're, we're, we're doing great here, Matt. Uh, listen, again, life is a journey. And, and Poppy the dog is, is going to survive this, hopefully. Uh, I was going to say, I hope. <laughs> Poppy the dog. Poppy the dog is scuffling right now. It's been, it's been a rough go. She's 10 weeks old, though. And, and she's moving. And she's looking forward to summer. Uh, that's that's the communication that I've gotten. Who's also looking forward to summer as we uh, get into the football part of the podcast. Julio Jones in Tennessee, uh, second and fourth round picks uh, coming back to Atlanta. They also, the Titans, uh, getting a sixth rounder uh, as well in the whole deal. Yes. Uh, I don't see how you could be even remotely excited, by the way, if you're a Falcons fan. Or, oh, sweet. We got a second and fourth round pick for – the greatest. No, wide you're receiver. not excited. Yeah, you're not. And you're and you're not even in a full rebuild. But uh, let's let's focus on Tennessee for a second here. I mean, does this put the Titans over the top? What does it What does it mean for the AFC South? Uh, how you know the guy's been hurt. He he caught 51 balls last year. He played in nine games. So nobody really knows, obviously, how healthy Julio will be. But I would assume he's going to be super motivated. And it's a decent landing spot for him right I mean but I, I, I don't know you're 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 not you're not uh, catching balls from Aaron Rodgers here you're catching them from Ryan Tannehill what's your thoughts I like it for Tennessee I mean we talked about the draft compensation I don't think you can beat that I mean it's a second and a fourth and you get a sixth round pick back like okay look yeah he was hurt last year but he does not have a long injury history like one thing I keep seeing is people saying that he has this big injury history no he doesn't now last year he did he missed about half the season Okay, and he has not practiced fully in a very long time. He just doesn't. But um, he's been healthy a good majority of his career. He had one of the season where I believe it was a foot injury fairly early on. It was early uh, in his career. I'm pulling yeah, it up right now. It was early. Um, he's been very healthy. Always plays 15, 16 games. I, I like the move from this standpoint. They're a team that is ground and pound. Derrick Henry 350-some-odd times, okay, and, hey, if we get in trouble, we'll throw it to A.J. Brown. I believe that in 2021, like most people believe, you have to be able to throw the football. Adding Julio Jones now makes A.J. Brown much more dangerous. Okay? It, Julio Jones is proven, obviously, to be a number one receiver and a very, very good one, top five, top three receiver in the league. So this is, this is a team that 
frankly, I think could have used this because the other avenue to becoming a contender was fixing that defense. So that's the defense needs a half dozen players to, to be a, a good defense. So that wasn't happening. Now, at least for Tennessee, you can outscore some teams, right? So I think it's, it's a good move. Yeah, it has the potential to backfire. I mean, he's expensive, and, and he's 32 years old, coming off an injury. I get all that. Although, the, the next couple of years, he's doing like 11 or $12 million against the Caps. Not that big of a deal for a guy of his talents. Overall, I like it. I like it. There's some downside, sure, but there is for just about every move you make. So, and just like one stat that I think is interesting, scrimmage yards per touch, which is rushing and receiving if they, whatever, throw them in a reverse, whatnot. He led the league in 2019. So that's two seasons ago. It's, it's not like, you know, he's not dead and gone. He's had a, he had a bad year last year and wasn't on the field. And uh, again, he's going to be 32 He's not 38. So I would think Tennessee can squeeze out a couple of good years here. Uh, but, you know, as, as you've said before, we had you on yesterday. Appreciate you doing sport and order. They, they had to, they had no flexibility financially. They needed to get rid of them to pay their draft picks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, there's always creativity in the NFL, but like, you know, at, at this point, if you're Atlanta, I, I guess it makes sense. Who's a favorite in the AFC South? Tennessee. And I, you know, when I picked all the games like a nut job, um, I, I had picked Indy to win the division by a game. I think Julio Jones gets them over the top in that division. Now, I think it's close. And, you know, look, when, you're, when it's that close, let's also just be real about it. Injuries are going to play a big part, too. You know, which team's healthier, which team faces teams that are healthier, which team catches a break, you know, and which team has to go play, you know, some game where the weather's awful and they lose to some team they shouldn't. I mean, I think you're, you're looking at that kind of a gap with those two teams. And I think you were before this and you are now, but I just think the Titans now are a nose ahead of Indianapolis. And the reason being, I like Tannehill a lot more than I like Wentz. My, my, my other thought is the Titans just have much better skill position players. Right, like Taylor's an excellent running back. He's not Derrick Henry. Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton are not Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So you know, now don't well, you got to factor in the Titans lost some guys themselves. They lost Corey Davis and Johnu Smith, but their offense is better. The Colts' defense is significantly better. Um, so you could make a case either way, but I, I do think Tennessee is the better team at this point. Obviously, Jacksonville and Houston are you know distant third and fourth. Do you have them ahead of Buffalo? No, no. I I sat down and did my you know mental power rankings in the AFC, and I'll I'll put it on three tiers. The Chiefs to me are their own tier in the AFC. They've won the conference back to back years. They've had three straight AFC championship games at Arrowhead Stadium. Okay. By the way, fun fact: no no teams ever in either conference hosted four straight. So Chiefs going for that bit of history. Um, I think Buffalo's on this, on this second tier by itself. To me, the Bills are the biggest challenger to the Chiefs um, for myriad reasons. The coaching staff, Josh Allen, the weapons, so on and so forth. Then I get to tier three. Cleveland, Tennessee, Baltimore for me in that order. Any of those teams, if things really break right, could, could be a, a big factor in January. They're also the type of teams that if things don't break right, they could be fighting to get in the playoffs. 
And then after that, then I think, and if you want to throw the Colts in there, you know, the Steelers, I wouldn't argue with that. Like, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, to me, the, you know, that those are the teams that, you know, you're, you're going to be trying to, you know, beat out for a division or for a playoff spot and so on and so forth. I would just, as we wrap up Julio, I would underline that Tennessee did everything right here. Everyone knew that the Falcons had to trade Julio. This was coming. And rather than getting in a bidding war, they just sat there and nobody was willing to take on the dough. They had the ability to do it. They didn't overpay. I mean, it's a very fair, I think it's a very fair price for it. And uh, I just think no matter how it turns out, Tennessee did this right. So no, for, no first round draft pick. Correct. You know, correct. A um, so, couple of just housekeeping notes on this, obviously because of the, the, my following being a lot of chief fans. Um, I had some people ask me about it on Twitter and, you know, look, I reported 10 days ago, two weeks ago, somewhere in that neighborhood. Can't remember anymore. The chiefs were never going to be in on Julio Jones because financially it just was not going to make sense. And that, that was the truth. It is the truth. Um, I mean, that was something that I learned through league conversations. That was not going to happen. I think a lot of teams were in that same boat. Um, the Tennessee ended up converting Ryan Tannehill's salary and, and, and create some cap space for Kansas city. I know a lot of people say, Oh, the cap's fake. The cap is fake in a lot of ways, but the reality is the chiefs are going to have to extend Tyron Matthew. That is going to be expensive starting next year. They're going to have to pay Orlando Brown. If they tag Orlando Brown, you're looking at $20 million next year. Like they don't have the cap space to take on Julio Jones. They're not going to do that. They weren't going to do that. I don't, it wasn't a question whether or not they liked the player. Everybody likes Julio Jones. Um, but that's one thing. So the other thing I wanted to get into real quick is you mentioned it actually at the top, the Falcons. I don't understand. And I don't, I don't look, Jerry, uh, excuse me, Terry Fontenot, their, their first year GM. He's trying to really dig out of a mess here that was left to him by Thomas Dimitrov. So this is not a knock on Terry Fontenot. He's not been there long enough to evaluate whether he's done a good job, a bad job, whatever. The Falcons, I mean, nobody is walking into a tougher spot than Fontenot is here this offseason. You look at this team. Here's next year's cap numbers. Just a cap number. Matt Ryan, $48.66 million. Grady Jarrett, good player, $24 million. Jake Matthews, a borderline good player, $24 million. Deion Jones, good linebacker, $19 million. I mean, you go down the line, Tyler Davison, I would give anyone who listens to this podcast $100 if they knew the hell Tyler Davison was, okay? Inside, by, by the way, defensive tackle, $5 bucks. Now, they are not a good team. They're probably not going to be a good team this year. Even after moving Jones, they have like $20 million in cap space next year. That is nothing. I mean, this is a team now – I believe that this half-measure rebuild is nonsense. They're going to have to go all in and start really moving guys. If they trade Matt Ryan post-June 1 next year, they save $23.75 million. They still eat $25 million of dead money. Grady Jarrett, if they move him, they, they save 16 and a half. They have to eat 7.3. Jake Matthews, if they move him, 12.5. They save. They eat 11.1. I could go on, but I won't. My point is, this team's going to be bad for a while. I mean, they are just going to be a bad team for a long time. You know, the, the Saints, 
really did this for a long and are still doing it with Mickey and Loomis, where they just kind of went into cap hell voluntarily and said, we don't care. We're going to kick the can down the road. But they did it to keep a championship window open. Atlanta did it and didn't keep anything open. And now you're in this situation where you're old, you're bad, and you're really, really expensive. It is going to be a long road back. And if I'm Terry Fontenot, I'm expecting a tough year. And then I'm thinking next year, man, I got to make a lot of moves. And then another tough year. I'm looking at, I'm looking at 2023 for the Falcons is really the year where they maybe kind of come out of this, but that, that's probably at the earliest. It's just painful to think back to 28 to three. You had the Super Bowl, man, on you your were racket. The, you you were right there, beyond right there, and now you're just in complete football hell. I'll just give one more stat. Matt Ryan last year, when Julio was on the field, his QBR 83, touchdown interception ratio. 4.3 to 1. That's fantastic. Eight yards in attempt. Without him, QBR goes down to 54. That's 30. That's 29 points lower. Let's be specific. Touchdown interception ratio, 1.6. And the yards per attempt goes down uh, 1.2 yards to 6.8. So I would say the numbers are real right there. Thank yeah. you. know, this yeah. is, this is, there's no, I'm overstating the obvious, but I think it's just kind of, I don't know, like bottom line, what they're going to be missing. And yes, you just, you started our end of the future here, basically saying that they say sh- we can skip right over the yeah, first end you, of the future. But. Yeah, the answer to this is that yes, the Falcons should go into a full rebuild and rip off the bandaid and go live your dream of uh, becoming the best Falcons you can be by 2023, 2024. Uh, Green Bay. Uh, the Packers are saying the Rodgers situation is divisive to the fans. I don't know what that means because um, Green Bay's never really cared, at least from my standpoint, what their fans think, um, even though they kind of care what their fans think at the in, in a perfect world. But they've gone about their business uh, not caring about it. They, they're trying to take care of the franchise. Uh, you're asking what's the end game here as uh, it's very much not expected that Rodgers – is going to participate uh, in minicamp coming up here. Now, are the fi- are the Packers going to find him? They, what do you they, think happens? He showed up today. He's not there. So, he is a holdout. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do? Do you find him? You want to? Yeah, I'd find him. I'd absolutely <laughs> find him. I'd find him every cent they can find him. Uh, he, I mean, he's subject to $93,085 in fines if he does not show for the entire three-day camp. He certainly can afford it. But you're just driving the wedge even greater here. Do you really I, want to do that? You don't care. I would, I would tell him by doing that, we're not backing down either. So if you want to play this game, fine. Cut us a check for 93 grand. We'll donate the whole damn thing to charity. Hell, we'll donate to your charity. Cut a, cut a check for 93 grand. I don't know if he has a charity. If he does, cut that check. Like I, look, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. And in this situation... I really do believe you got to tell Aaron Rodgers, we love you. We're here for you. But if you don't show up, we're treating you just like we would treat anybody. You're, you're getting fined. That's it. You don't want to show up. That's fine. That's your choice. You're getting fined. We'd find anybody else. We'd find any other player who didn't show up. So you're getting fined. And if you don't want to show up to training camp, that's fine. We'll, we'll continue to find you every single day until you show up to camp. He gets fined 15515 for today. 31,000 for tomorrow, 46,000 for Thursday. And then by the way, if we get to training camp, it's $50,000 per day. 
Right, which is split. which. Look, mini camp for him. It's like us cutting a check for like forty dollars. I get it, but I mean, it, you know, look, it's. I still think, and I, I may die on this hill. I I do not think they're going to trade him this year. I don't. I think they'll trade him next year. I think they'll trade him in the offseason next year. I do not think they're going to trade him. And I know that the majority opinion out there is is not in my favor. In fact, if any of the other media people that I've heard, the only other people I've heard that, that are in my camp are like yourself, uh, Mike Florio over Pro Football Talk and Dan Patrick, the Dan Patrick Show. I, that's it. I mean, I most people think he's gone. I just do not think the Packers are going to do Why? Like, if you're the Packers, what is the upside of dealing him in August? You're not like you. You're look. You you. What is the like in the end of it? You're gonna get what back? Draft picks for next year's draft, right? Like you may get a player or whatever, but that's the crux of the deal. You're gonna get a litany of draft picks that will start taking place next year. Well, that's the same damn thing you're gonna get if you trade him in March. Yeah, and you don't know where the draft picks are going to land. It, the draft picks are less valuable. You're you're not trading him now. You're just not. Uh, I I I agree with you. I don't think he's I don't think he's going anywhere for this season. I also think that at some point everyone's going to have cooler heads and there's going to be a long term contract worked out and they're, they'll they'll make a deal with Jordan Love. That's what I think is going to happen. Do you think he'll show up during training camp? I think that they'll work it out before training camp, or they'll work it out midway through training camp. I agree. I think I think it'll be like a midway thing, and I'll tell you what. And I want to actually give you know Mike Florio had an interesting point. Um, I forget what he was talking. Might have been on the Dan Patrick show. Can't, oh no, it was Rich Eisen show. He mentioned the point that I thought was interesting. I'd be honest, I didn't really think about it from this angle before. You know, if the Packers said tomorrow, okay, we're going to trade him. The, we all know that the Raiders and Broncos would be you know first and first and second in line. You know, in whatever order you want to put him in. But what else would be the market, right? Like it would if you wait till March, there's going to be ten teams, a dozen teams, that are willing to trade for him. So you're going to get more. Like I just, if you're the Packers, like even if he held out the whole year, so what? So what? You're still going to get value for. You're still going to get great value for him in March. Like I, I don't like what is there is literally no upside to trading him right now. Who cares? Well, the upside is that that for what your the headache is over. You've moved forward. You've ripped the bandaid. That would be the upside. It's a very weak upside. I'm not saying that I would do that, but that would be the upside. You made a decision. You got out of the relationship. You I'm said fascinated that. to see how it all ends up, because you know he doesn't have no trade clause. They could send him wherever they want. It is time for us to get rich. Hang tight. We'll be right with you. It's Stacking the Box. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is a far-fetched scenario. I say that off the top. What happens? He holds out this year, or he's just miserable, whatever. He's but he's there for the year. And Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. And Deshaun Watson, the, the legalities end up clearing up, however they clear up. Okay. And 
let's say Watson either plays part of this year or Houston, none at all, but he also remains in Houston. What happens if next year the Packers call up Houston? Say, you know what? We'll give you Aaron Rodgers, and we'll even throw in a pick for Deshaun Watson. Or maybe, and of course, the value depends so much on what happens with his legal stuff. But let's just say there's some framework about you think Aaron Rodgers is looking to go to the Texans? Probably not. But I got to tell you, if you're the Packers, what do you care? He can't void any of these deals. I mean, I just, that is the one thing I don't know, as, as smart as he is, that he's totally factored in with this. They can send you anywhere, man. Like you're signed for years. Doesn't matter. It's true, but I I do think the perception of your organization matters at least a little. You want it does. It does. You know, guys end up in New England. They say, you know, I came here because I want to win. They know how to win here. Um, You right. You know, so if if you're gonna screw with your players, if you're gonna screw with Aaron Rodgers, what are you gonna do with me? I'm not saying it's you know, the end all be all here. And by the way, as we wrap, wrap up, Aaron, the pictures coming out of Hawaii looks, I mean, great swimsuit choice, uh, certainly in, in shape, uh, not completely, you know, hasn't gone out the deep end. Dude looks like he's living the life, man. Yeah. It's not exactly terrible being Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no. And for the record, I don't think they would do that to him, but I'm just saying like, you never know in life, man. You never know. Like, you just, <laughs> If Gutekunst really can't stand him as much as Rodgers can't, like, like let's say that Gutekunst knows that Rodgers is trying to get him fired. Now, I have no idea if that's the truth. If, like, behind closed doors, that's what Gutekunst believes. I could definitely see a scenario where he's like, you know what? You want to go to Denver? I'll trade you anywhere but Denver. How's that sound? How's Philly sound? How's that, that never, sound? That never works out well, though. Like, if you're – that, that to me gets to like a LeBron James, Dan Gilbert. I'm going to tell you all the terrible things about LeBron. Yeah, now that he the difference is he was a free agent. He got to go to Miami. He got right. to go to where he wanted to go. Right. But then, but eventually like, even if, even if Aaron left, there'd be part of you that would hope that he'd come back for one more swan song before it's all over. You don't, you don't want to, I don't think you want to torch all the bridges here. Um, let's just say if, uh, theoretically that Rogers gets traded. Who in the NFC challenges Tampa Bay? I think it's Seattle. But I think Tampa Bay would be very happy if Aaron Rodgers got traded because it's it's gotta I think it's gotta be a team in the NFC West, right? Like it's gotta either be Seattle, San Francisco, or the Rams. I, it's one of those three teams. I, I nobody in the East, it's nobody in the north, it's nobody in their own division. Don't sleep on the Bears, baby. Justin Fields is coming Bears. strong on your on your bet, by the way, which we should update right now. Uh, Verderam and I have come to a resolution as Matt thinks that Justin Fields is going to make a start for the Bears before October. So let me just pull up the Bears schedule right now and tell you that Verderam thinks incorrectly but this is what he thinks that he's going to start either verse in one of the first three games at the Rams home with Cincy or at Cleveland. I've got Detroit on October 3rd and the rest of the season. So if he doesn't start in the first three games, I win. If I lose this bet, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. Um, but that'll teach what, what, what we've decided is that uh, whoever is the loser will be doing a one minute video that will be placed on the Twitter social media platform. 
and the winner gets to write out what that video says and the loser will read that script to the best of his ability and post it. So Verderam is going to get set to talk about how great a recreational basketball player I am, the way I dominate tennis, and how my NFL knowledge is second to none. So that's where, where I'll be going. Um, Matt, I don't know if you've thought through what you're going to put in your winning video on the Justin Fields when he plays bet. You don't really need to think too much about it because you're not going to win this bet. But if you have, you know, maybe something pops in your head right now. Well, see, so he'll, he'll start like week two. Who do the Bears play to open the season? The Rams? The Rams on Sunday night. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely winning this bet. You, you, you and I both know how this plays out. Dalton's going to start week one, and the Rams are just going to destroy him. Donald's going to be in his lap the entire game. He's going to grow for like 112 years, and it's on national television. So, you, like our guys, you know, you got you got Parkins and Hogue. Oh, they're going to be killing him. They're going to be <laughs> killing him, right? Like Kaplan's going to be doing a round table. They're all going to be – every and for people who don't know, these are all Chicago media personalities. Everybody – is going to be killing them. National TV, week one. And you, you know, NBC is going to be showing like close-up shots of Fields doing one of these where he's holding on to the jersey. And, and it's like, you know, they drafted Justin Fields 11 overall. But, you know, Andy Dalton tonight so far, 11 of 25, 104 yards and two picks. Oh, boy. And then week two, do we remember who they play week two? Cincinnati. Oh, God, that's where he's going to start, right there. Because they're going to be like, hey, we saw enough out of Andy week one. He was terrible. Oh, my God. Like, the only saving grace for Dalton, if, if that comes to fruition, is it's Cincinnati, and maybe they see a local adult play against his old team. But that's the perfect scenario. Like, you get the Bengals. Is that game in Chicago? It is. Oh, yeah. Trot him right out there. Heroes welcome. Nobody remembers it. It looked like shit week one. Like everybody's happy. Oh, it's Fields, and he'll win the game because the Bengals are awful, and you're off and running. Week two, lock it up. I mean, I think there's an outside chance of outside that he starts on the third at home versus the Lions, but I still win the bet in that regard. This is not going to go well for you. I, I, That would be such a quick punt. But, and they've already guaranteed Dalton starting week one. So, yeah. There's no word on week two, is there? there oh, no, no, there and isn't. I remember when the Texans drafted Deshaun Watson, and he looked—he looked actually, to be fair, in the preseason, he did not look great. He, he looked very middling. But there's all this talk about how good he looked in practice, how good he, and and O'Brien comes out and is like, "No, Tom Savage is our quarterback," and that that character was on on the bench by the third quarter of week one. The third quarter, like I. You know, last year, Justin Herbert, oh, he, there's no way, there's no way. Week two. Now, granted, that was also a medical mishap, I'll grant you, but out there, never came out of the lineup. I'm telling you right now, Dalton is going to get punked by the Rams week one, and they are going to be hearing it all week and go, all right, we got we to do something. And out comes Mr. Fields. All right, it's all on the table. This is gonna. This, I wish there was some deep dollars on this thing, but I'll settle for a, a Twitter video just promoting my product. Uh, let's look at Buffalo as we move on through here. Some Bills players are not interested in getting the COVID vaccine. Um, 
They're at least and talking about it. Uh, what's that? So they're at least talking about whether or not to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, which is well, even talking about it just what what are we talking about? Go get the vaccine. I know that this is a divisive issue for some. Um, I I don't get it. I really just don't. Um, but so uh I mean Buffalo, yeah. Players, staff members choosing not to get vaccinated. That means that the relaxation of the COVID protocols aren't going to happen, which means that your organization can't return to normal day-to-day operations, which is happening to the Chicago Cubs, which is preposterous. Chicago, by the way, is turning back to 100% uh, capacity at Wrigley Field, but yet Cubs players are going to be out there without the vaccine. Anyway, uh, you think this bites them in the ass? Any team that doesn't comply? I was going to say, I don't know for the Bills specifically, this is absolutely going to bite some teams in the ass. Yes. Because what's going to happen is, look, if, so for people who don't know, if you've been vaccinated, if you're a player, you've been vaccinated, you're not subject really to any more restrictions, right? you know, any major restrictions. You're, you're able to go about your business without social distancing, without a mask, all that stuff. I don't, you know, you're not subjected to daily testing. However, if you have not gotten the vaccine, you are subjected to all this stuff. Okay. You have to go through it. Now, before... Anybody says, oh, that's not right. It's a violation. No, it's fine. You're an NFL player. You don't like it, retire. Okay? This is a pandemic. This is a worldwide health crisis. All right? If you don't want to get vaccinated, whether you're an NFL player or you're just somebody listening to this podcast, listen, you have a right not to get vaccinated. That is your decision. It is my right to tell you you're being a selfish moron. I, it is at some point, unless it is a medical issue, unless for some reason you you cannot medically get vaccinated, that obviously is different. Unless that's the case, what is the argument exactly, right? Like, it clearly works. Look at the rates around the country. Like, it's working. How many people have gotten seriously ill from the vaccine? The answer is negligible, all right? You then go into the, the, the conspiracy tinfoil Alex Jones world of like, the government's tracking you. The government's out there. Hey, bro, you got a driver's license and a cell phone? Hey, guess what? They're already tracking you. You got a social security number and a birth certificate. You got a house. You got a credit card. You got a car. Any of those things? Yeah. They got a pretty good idea where you are, what you're doing. Okay. So the idea that the vaccine is now is now somehow compromised your privacy. And then my personal favorite is, you know, we don't know about the health risks of this. And yet you sit there and you eat a Big Mac and you knock down a Diet Coke. What do you think is going to be more devastating to your health long term? Or the guy who says, well, I'm not going to do that. But by the way, give me some Marlboros and put a rush on it. Yeah, that's. That's fine. No worries there. So I think, look, anybody at this point is not getting vaccinated. Like, uh, you have the right not to get vaccinated. But taking it full circle of the NFL players, the league has the right to basically say, we're treating you like a child then. That's what's happening. And for coaches, I didn't saw this story. I thought this was interesting. There are some coaches who are not getting vaccinated or have not, or have not been vaccinated, I should say. If you have not been vaccinated as a coach, you basically have to go sit in your office. So this is going to be very, very interesting to see how this all plays out. But there are going to be teams that have a higher percentage of guys who don't get vaccinated, and there's going to be a COVID outbreak or two. I'm not saying it's going to take 20 guys. There are going to be teams that have four or five guys that have to miss games. 
And it's absolutely a couple times this year going to be guys who matter. And you know what? Last year, you had a lot of more sympathy. It was a lot, you know, there was no vaccine yet. That is not going to be the case this time around. The NFL is basically going to say, look, you could have gotten a vaccine. You didn't. That's your problem. Play your punter as a quarterback. We don't care. That is interesting because they're going to be doing the testing. And even if you're asymptomatic, if you get it. You're screwed. Yep. I mean. And you're going to, I'll tell you, that's going to be the vice as hell in the locker room. Because you're going to, you're, can you imagine being a player like you're late in the year and some guy doesn't get vaccinated who matters? I mean, I'm, and I'm not even going to use a name as an example. I don't think that's fair, but like, you know, a quarterback, whatever, a big time player, they don't get vaccinated and they get COVID. And now you're sitting there and you're like, man, I did everything I was supposed to do and your selfish ass got COVID. And now we're going to miss the playoffs and I'm going to miss my bonus in my, in my contract because you didn't decide to get vaccinated. That is going to, there are going to be a lot of guys who are pissed when that happens. That's going to be a big issue. Well, and, you know, it just happened uh, on the PGA Tour. John Rahm's leading the memorial by six strokes. It's got a $1.7 million payday. You know, these are not guaranteed contracts in golf. Yeah, hey, it's Saturday night. You're up by six strokes. you got to get through tomorrow's round to win the whole damn thing. Uh, but unfortunately, John, you've tested positive and you're out. Um, that sucks. Um, he was asymptomatic. He was required to isolate for 10 days, all that type of stuff. Um, and no, and his agent would not say whether or not the guy got the vaccine. I'm going to guess that he didn't. Yeah, but it, yeah, probably not. I mean, because uh, if he did, I'm pretty sure he'd come out and go, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you can still get it if you, I mean, it does not right. stop you from getting it. It just, the likelihood of the effects are going to be drastically reduced, reduced, all that type of stuff. Okay. Uh, let's do in or out quickly here. Carm heading into another meeting at the top of the hour. Verderam, the Raiders are the worst team in the AFC West. In or out? I'm out because the Broncos exist and they don't have a quarterback, but I think they're the worst roster. I think the worst roster. I think the Broncos will finish behind them. By the way, I don't know if you followed this at all. I, I follow some reporters over in Denver. It's an OTA. I'm not going to sit here and make some big deal out of it. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater were just taking turns being atrocious yesterday. Like, that's not exactly the most encouraging sign. I think it was two of three uh, – two of Locke's first three passes were picks. It was just spiking balls. and It was just a, a complete train wreck. I'll tell you, you know, the Bears get crapped on all the time because they didn't take Watson and Mahomes and took Trubisky. Okay, and rightfully so. The Bears now took Fields. If if Fields goes on and plays really well, the Broncos, that's going to be their Trubisky moment. When they could have had Justin Fields, but they're like, no, we have Drew Locke. It's good. I mean, that. Well, yeah, and along those lines, like, hello, you got John Elway. You guys have swung and missed on quarterbacks left and right. It's kind of of amazing. Uh, The Giants will have a top 10 offense this year. I'm going to be out on that. Uh, but are you betting on Daniel Jacobs? I'm, I'm out, but I, you know, look, I think if Jones plays well, then I, then I think they absolutely could be. Look at the yeah. talent around them. I mean, Galladay and 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 uh, Shepard and Slayton and Barkley and Ingram and Rudolph. I mean, that is that's a lot of guys. Jones back to pass. Jones holding the football. Jones still holding the football. Jones. Now fumbling the football. Why I'm out. 
But right. yeah, I mean, but it, you know, it's his third year. Does he take the leap? There's flashes where he's really talented, but it just it feels like the game's too fast for him at times. Every time I interview Victor Cruz, which is often he's the guy promotes something left and right, does a great salsa dance too. He will go all in on Daniel Jones and just tell you how great he is. So if you believe in Victor's football analysis and he does a lot of Giants pre and post game stuff over there, then maybe Jones will make a leap here in year three. Uh, the Patriots, the most a- in the AFC, the most improved team. It's a big leap there, Ritter Ram. And again, for the third time in a row here, I am out. I do not think they're the most improved team. Um, I, you know, look, the Jets really did improve. I mean, the Jets have a long way to go. Jacksonville, but those teams are. They know to go, but up. So it's kind of hard to like say, well, you know, they, they matter and they're the most improved team. I actually think Cleveland is, even though I don't know that the record is going to show a ton of improvement because I think they really outperformed. Like, like their record was eleven and five last year, but they really played more like a nine and seven team. I think they're going to go about eleven and six this year, but actually be worthy of winning eleven games, if that makes any sense. Here's a weird comment, but. I almost feel like Kansas City could be in the team photo. I mean, they've like where they were at. If it's at Kansas the, City, they 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 actually might go twenty and up. Right, they might. I mean, they've the reworking of the offensive line uh, was needed, and they've been incredibly aggressive in doing it. I don't know. I mean, Tennessee gets, I guess, is in the fi- picture a little bit just because of Julio. They have to be. Yeah. Um, so. so. But. Let me just also real quick, as I, I wrote this in Sack in the Box, I tweeted as well, but it's worth just repeating here. I I was doing some work just with talking to people around the league and, and different people that, you know, I trust who are, you know, around teams. And, and for the last week's column, I asked some people, you know, hey, for guys that you're watching every day, your team, who do you like? Who do you, who do you see that's really shining out there? It's a young kid, either a draft pick or an undrafted free agent. I was told by um, someone close to the Chiefs that they are head over heels in love with Trey Smith, their sixth-round guard. That, And he was a guy a lot of people thought was a huge steal. He fell because of blood clots in, in, in his uh, sophomore, junior in Tennessee. He is apparently um, not disappointing. And I asked the, the person, so, look, you know, is this somebody you think eventually had day one starter? I mean, that good? And this is where I think you'll find this interesting. Uh, I was also told Kyle Long has played very well early in OTAs. He's really impressed. So does Trey Smith end up being a day one guy? Hard to say because Long's in front of him on the depth chart at right guard. But you also, and this is just speculation, this part uh, on me, would they kick him out the right – would they kick uh, – not not Smith, but would they kick Long out to the right tackle spot? You Because know, that is I've, – I've heard from a few different people that he wouldn't mind playing out there. Um he, Kyle Long's happens. gonna. Kyle Long will do whatever he asks him to do. He's that is his mentality. I would not do that to him at this stage in his. I career. don't think they will, for the record. But I do think it's at least something that is an option. Um, yeah. But they they love Noah Gray as well. They're really happy with the fifth round tight end. They they think he's looked really good. But they love Trey Smith. Love him. Well, that's a great swing in the later rounds. That's what you want to do. It makes me actually think of uh, Chicago Baron Eddie Jackson, who slipped to the fourth round because he broke his leg at Alabama. But the dude, when he was on the field before that was a great player. Okay. Uh, is, is that going to heal? Most likely it will. Uh, that's one of Ryan Pace's better picks. Let's wrap up with our final in or out. The Vikings will get back into the playoffs. I am in. 
Um, they're confounding to me, but I, I really, I, you know, they've improved quite a bit. You know, they've added some guys in defense. And I, by the way, they signed for shot Breland away from Kansas City this, this week. I love Breland's talent there. I think it'll be good. They have him. They have Cam Dantzler, their second-year uh, corner. They have Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith at safety. That's a talented secondary. Sure, they've got guys up front. Yep, second-year player now. Yeah. I mean, they got guys up front now. Dalvin Tomlinson, Daniil Hunter, Michael Pierce coming back from the COVID-19 opt-out list. They got, they got guys. Eric Kendrick's a linebacker. And offensively, Thielen, Jefferson, Cook – and Cousins, look, Cousins is fine. He's not great, but he's fine. Like, that team should win 10, 11 games. Really should. I think they should be a playoff team. I mean, it, the way that division shakes out is is very interesting. Is Aaron going to be around? Is Dalton going to be playing? Is can the Bears' defense uh, be formidable or top half of the league? How bad are the Lions? So I mean, there could be a lot of winnable games for the Vikings. So I, I think it's a fair bet, especially with the extra playoff team, to say that you can be in on Minnesota making the playoffs. I mean, hell, the Bears made the playoffs last year, um, and it was not impressive. Verderan, we got two minutes to play in the podcast. What's going on with you? Unfortunately, not the Knicks, as those boys went out in a disgraceful fashion in, in five. Um, get Julius Randle some help. But I'll, I'll go this route. Midwestern weather deserves to burn in hell. Just straight, which, by the way, I feel like I'm burning in hell. It's a million degrees outside. I took a walk this morning. I woke up early and said, I'm going to get outside before it's brutally hot. I swear to God, I walked outside. It felt like it was 95 degrees out. It was not, it, now the weather apps is 75, which is nothing but bullshit lies. Okay, my dad. The humidity. Is it possible the humidity is at 700%? Because that's what it felt like. Well, I mean, I walked for an hour. I got home and had to take a shower. I thought it was unbelievable. And I'm, I'm not somebody who typically is a big sweater. I mean, I, it was unbelievable. And it, I looked at my weather app every damn day, 90 degrees. Just My goodness, man, it is, it is brutal. And I, I can't wait. In 17 days, I'm going back to New York. And I spent three weeks back home. And like the, the, the heat might be there. The humidity won't be. And even if it is, you know, damn it, I'm staying at my family's lake house. I will be doing this podcast from the raft. Okay. That, that's where I'll be. <laughs> ah, the old complaint about the weather end of the podcast. Let me just say this. Uh, the nightmare that is the Chicago Cubs and my uh, financial burden it's just happened to me, Verderam. It's unfortunate. I was convinced that we would never get back to 100% this summer, but now we are, and I've got to buy Cubs tickets for the rest of the season because I made a down payment. So if you need any Cubs tickets for purchase in great seats, I've got them available. I actually uh, do, so DM me after you're out of your meeting. Okay, well, okay, it's going to cost you where, a couple of days. Where, where are the seats? Tenth row behind home plate. Damn. All right. Hey, I'm looking for that friend discount, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. No, no, no. I actually yeah, seriously DM me. I'll buy a couple off you. I'll, I'll find you a weekday game in September for the, for the, the best value price. Um, I'll we'll, give you the price. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for being with us on Stacking the Box. We always appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. 
Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's home quote explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.